התוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי כל יום רביעי בין 10 ל-12 בצהריים רק ברדיו הידברות מאזינים לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי טובים. 
but even so, they always feel bad with themselves. There is always a little voice inside their heart tells them, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're not good. And people made up a lot of names for this uh, effect. They call it perfectionism. Perfection. They are looking for perfection. What is the meaning, I'm looking for perfection? Some people think maybe this is a value. Maybe this is a good thing to be, to inspire for perfections. But actually, it's not like this. People who always looking for perfection is very poor. He is suffering for all his days. And sometimes he himself doesn't know why he's so suffering. Because you can find a lot of people, they're doing very, very good deeds. A lot of chasadim, a lot of kindness, a lot of grace deeds. But after all, they always feel, I'm not good. Because I didn't do it perfect. What is the issue of perfection? That's actually the issue that we're going to dealing today in this radio show. But dear listeners, let me to remind you that I recommending you, please send your text in the beginning of this radio show so we can evaluate the time and we have the space um, to give you your answers, full answers, because first of all and before whole, this radio show is for your questions and for your own needs. So our phone number, if you want to call by uh, the phone line and you want to be with us on air, you can call us at 718-683-5858. I repeat, 718-683-5858. And if you want um, to send us text messages, and you like to send your comments or your questions or uh, your request uh, by text message, you can do it immediately via 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. If you like to elaborate your questions, or you want to emphasize some points of your question, you can do it by an email. Our email address is abrahameducation at gmail.com. This is a private mailbox. Nobody sees it besides me. Now we're going to a small musical break, and right after the song, we'll speak about the issue of perfections. Avakasha. Ach so me, 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 ach so me
לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי Today, I would like to explain the source 
of um, this issue. And I believe that if we understand the roots of this issue, we should know how to treat it and how to deal with it. Well, as many, many of mental powers of the personality, it's also depend in a right education. I mean, what is the way we're raising our children? Well, let's take, for example, let's say that you have a 13-year-old boy, and he has a test in his school in his yeshiva. And this is a great test. they actually preparing themselves um, one month before it. They make chazarot. They repeat about the material they have to be in test. And then finally, the day of the test comes. Now, let's say that you as uh, a father that worry about his son and you want him to succeed his studies and you know that he have a test one month away you speak with him and you tell him please I want you to learn your material please make it once make it twice I want you to know it by heart because I want you to succeed this test. is very, very important test. Now, during all these months, your son actually is under pressure. I'm not talking about the pressure itself, it, if it's negative or perhaps it's, it's positive. I don't talk about that. I'm not talking about that. But the very, the very fact that he is under pressure actually creates bad feelings because any pressure makes bad feelings, bad emotions. Because it's, each one of us always inspire to be relaxable, to be calm. Which one of us likes to be in pressure? I'm talking about tense, about stress. Stress Stress is an unpleasant experience. And nobody of us looking for it or searching for it. Now, naturally, when he has a test, he's under pressure. Finally, the test day arrived. Now what? He's doing his best. But after all, he came home with 75%. This is his mark. Now, what is the general response of parents which put a lot of efforts so their son will get 100% or 90% at least and he came home back with 75%. They disappointed. And even if they learned Chinuch and they know they should not have to express it disappointing from, them, from their son, 
But actually, if we're disappointing inside our hearts, we're expressing that. And it's out. He sees it. After all the efforts I put you, after all your learning of material, that's what you got, 75%? And even if we don't say that, we express, and there is a heavy feeling spring it all over the house. Sometimes it's take for two days, three days, even one week. Your kid actually feels the fail. He failed. And he knows that. By his perspective, this is a total failure. Now, what is the way schools actually manage? Schools manage, and I want you to know, elementary school or a high school actually established on the basic of achievements. How many achievements you have? How many good marks you earn? You gain. How many? If you want to evaluate your students, you need something that you can, that you can make your evaluation. How you can evaluate a person, you check his achievements. What is test marks? That's it. Maybe you're including how his behavior, as long as, as long and it, it, it doesn't disturb you in the middle of the lesson, so he, so he is a good student. No one is going deep down his heart to know maybe he doesn't bother me in a lesson, but maybe something wrong with you. Maybe something wrong with him. Maybe he's suffering inside. Who have time for that? we always busy in achievements. And that's the way people evaluate you. And there are some teachers actually tells that in front of the the students, nobody's going to look at you if you don't have your achievements, if you cannot get all over through the tests and achieve a good marks. So the way we're raising our children, and I'm talking about the atmosphere, I'm not talking about the small details. I have to mention small details because I have to point out what actually I'm meaning to speak on. But it's not the small details. I'm talking about the general atmosphere in the, in the home, in the school, in the, even in the yeshivas. We're always looking for achievements. And because we are a society, the nature of society is that always you can find several people in a front, in a headline. They're brilliant. They have all the skills for the life. At least that's how the society look at them. 
So what is the chance your average son is going to be in a highlight place? What is the chance your son feel that he's doing well? Because he's so far from the greatest student in, a, in his class. And the way we raise them, it's two, two options. Or everything or nothing. Or you can be the highest and the greatest student in a class, or you are worthless. We don't say it in words, but we actually express it by our behavior. That's the way and that's the atmosphere our children is growing and going through. And we have to be aware of that because naturally parents which not aware of this, they may lose their son they may lose his self-confidence, his self-esteem, just because of this stupid point. And let's test it. In a matter of fact, that's what Hashem asks for us. That's actually what Hashem wants from us, achievements. We all know it's not true. Because not everybody made and born at the same level, at the same IQ, at the same skills. We all know it's not like that. So what? Someone who born without skills or someone who born like a, a special kid, Hashem is not demands from him nothing? That's what we really think. We have to understand, Hashem demands the same demand from all of us. And how you can demand from people that have very different level of skills, how you can demand them the same order from all of them. You know how? Because Hashem, because Hashem demands one thing. He wants us to move on, to be mitkadem. In Hebrew, mitkadem, it means to go on, to move on, to make one more step. That's what we call mitkadem, to be mitkadem. And it doesn't matter which level you are in. It doesn't matter how many skills you have or what is the intelligence of you. It doesn't matter. Because from the point you are exist, I demand you and I order you, please be mitkadem. Make one more step ahead. That's it. Put an effort. That's it. And if we would raise our children at that perception, not by talking. That has the way the atmosphere in the house. That has the way the atmosphere in school. 
then the children understand and internalize that if I made one step ahead, Hashem loves me, and Hashem appreciates me. And by the perspective of Hashem, I am the finest people in the world. Because I did my efforts. Because I did my one more step that I can do. But the way we already raised our children is, or everything, or nothing. Or be the greatest student in a, school, in a class, or you're just worthless. You're good for nothing. We don't let them the place to be average. You know, there was one of the greatest Nevi'im in, in Am Israel. The greatest prophet in Am Israel was one of them was Shmuel Anavi. And the mother of Shmuel was praying a lot of prayers to be pregnant and she really wanted a son and her husband was Elkanah and they went to the prophet Elisha and he asked him excuse me, it was Eli and they asked him please pray for us we want a son. And he blessed them. And Shmuel was born. But you know what his mother asked from Hashem before he born? That's what the Navi says. The Gemara says, the Gemara make the explanation of this, of this Pasuk. And the Gemara says, Zera Anashim, Ish Ben Anashim, Lo Gavoa, Velo Namuch, Lo Tipesh, Velo Chacham. You know what she asks from Hashem? She didn't ask for a special son. Someone who is going to illuminate all the world with his Torah light. No, no, no. <laughs> she wasn't like us. She didn't look for achievements. She just asked, I want him to be a man among the men. I want an average son. Not taller and not smaller. Not stupid and not smart. I just want him to be average. Do you heard what asked the mother of one of the greatest prophets in the world, Shmuel Navi? That's what she asked for. Zera Anashim, Ish Ben Anashim, just a merely person among another person. That's it. I don't want the specialist. I don't want those special students. No, I just want an average son. That's the secret of the world.
achievements give nothing. I had a lot of friends in the yeshiva. Their achievements was were so impressive. I met them ten years after. Ten years passed. One of them is a worker. He is installing air conditioners. That's his job. I look at him and I was it was unbelievable for me. I asked him, Where are you learning? Which coil did you learn learn today? I didn't see we see him for ten years. He told me No, I'm not learning in a coil. I'm just installing air conditioners in buildings. I wasn't shocked. He was one of the greatest students. I was jealous in him. Because if we don't put the attention about what's my, what is my child internalized inside his heart, which values he's taking into his heart, and we actually in our hands educate them and direct them always looking for achievements. The nature of achievements is something it's it's outside. It's something that you have to show to others. It's not part of your personality. That's the meaning that's the meaning the simple meaning of achievements. Something that the society can evaluate something that the society can be impressed by. So we're always busy in the external behavior. How is my outside? But what about your inside? There is a teacher or a gardener. There is a teacher or a mora that think about it, it's very sadly point. Very sadly point. What is the way we have to raise them? Until here, I spoke about the negative way. What did not do? Where did not put the focus? But what actually we have to do what is the active actions that we can do to raise them as well that's what we will hear just about after our musical break now, I just want to remind you, dear listeners, your questions is keeping um, comes to us, and you can keep send us your quest- your questions. Uh, I'll give you the phone number. You can send us a text. Our phone number for text is three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. I repeat, three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. Or if you want to be with us on air live, you can call us right now, 718-683-5858. I repeat, 718-683-5858.
You can listen to JRH Radio uh, on hotline 718-432-4217. And if you want to elaborate your question, you can, uh, you can send us your email. Our email box is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Now, dear listeners, um, we're going to a small musical break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Dreaming, dreaming, what's that you said about underachieving? Singing, singing, oh, dreaming, dreaming, sometimes it's you that needs some believing. Walk it down to the milk and honey, don't slow down till you stop making money. Walk it down past the nitty gritty, don't slow down till you rebuild your city. Chasing your prophecy, chase, chase, chasing your prophecy. Chasing your prophecy, chase, chase, chasing your prophecy. Al toimar leche sheeshne, shemo loitipone. Al toimar leche sheeshne. Grab it down, the white clouds of glory Don't slow down till the end of the story Grab it down and don't have no pity Don't slow down till you see your holy city Chasing your prophecy Chase, chase, chasing your prophecy Chasing your prophecy Chase, chase, chasing your prophecy Shema Lloyd Ivonne, Alto Imar 
chase your prophecy. מאזינים לתוכנית, הרואה את הנולד, עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. with my words so perhaps I'm talking to you but 
because I don't know you personally, and I have to ask you many, many questions, and we don't have plenty of time for it. So I just say a few words about your issue, and I hope I'm talking to you personally. Well, sometimes we have an anger, and one of the basic features of um, of uh, anger that we are that we are losing control because we actually when we in anger when we angry we feel that we're losing grip um, I'm not controlling the situation and it's it's pretty scares us but our response is anger and actually the anger is a blessing from Hashem because let's say someone hurts me someone hurts me what is my response I'm getting angry. It is not the nature response. I believe that if someone hurts me, I'm supposed to be sad. Because if something or someone hurts me, I have to be sad. Why I become be, becoming my ang- anger to be, uh, you know, respo- my sadness to be an anger? It's because that Hashem don't want us to be sad and without ability to do nothing. So it's becoming to be anger so I can be active. I can treat this situation and I want to, uh, uh, to get my control back in my hands. Now, the way that actually you or maybe many, many other people when we getting angry or when we something is going wrong or just l- not like we expecting to be so we we don't want to to live with it and i think that when i throw something or i scare my child or maybe i will give him a shock maybe i can fix the things up and the the reality actually uh, prove us that it doesn't work. It's maybe come us for two minutes for this moment, but actually in the long term, it hurts us, it's affected us. We have to learn how we can direct this response to other direction. I mean, the basic feeling that you have that you want to hurt someone or you want to throw something, it's okay. This is a nature. But how you can use it, how to direct to direct this um, response, you have to choose the way. And you have the choice. That's the Bechira that Hashem gave us. I mean, you can take something in your pocket, maybe um, a ball or some object, and when your child is um, nervous you, take this ball or take this object and throw him, to another direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the first stage of the treatment. Don't uh, don't try to fight uh, your feature. Don't try to fight your tchuna, your midot. Do not throw uh, something because uh, the system of our personality works as a way that you can tell people what to do. You cannot tell people what to not do. Because our mind is actually uh, built in a way that we can percept just 
things that what we have to do. And also, regarding uh, raising children, uh, some parents tell to their child, do not do like that, do not do like that, do not do. Always what do not do. The way is, I want to tell you how to do. Teach them how to behave, not how not to behave. Now, uh, the same thing uh, in your case. I mean, right now you feel that you throw something and you cannot handle with it, you cannot fight it. Don't try to fight it in the first stage. Just try to direct it. Take this object, take this ball or something in your pocket, and when you're getting nervous, throw it, but to the other direction, not on your child. This is the first stage. If you'll be with, uh, in touch with me after this radio show or every night that I uh, receive the phone calls, I hope I can help uh, much more than that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, I wish, I wish you luck, and Bezat Hashem will be in touch. I hope we can uh, expand this issue. Well, thank you, dear listener. And um, now... Uh, dear listeners, in these days, um, in the re- recently, um, a lot of you listeners uh, got an email with a short article uh, taken from my new website, and I got a lot of uh, a lot of response from you, dear listeners, and thank you for that. Uh, Actually, I sent you um, the part A of one of my article, and you asked from you asked for part B. Well, um, unfortunately, I cannot send you part B, but I can inviting you uh, to sign up to register our uh, website, and and you can enjoy all the contained uh, inside a lot of articles in English and in Hebrew, and. Uh, uh, video lectures and all this stuff, but Be'ezat Hashem, I hope in the end of this month, uh, this web, this this new website uh, is going to be on air. So uh, I hope you enjoy, and uh, you can invite your friends to be uh, members in our uh, new website. But when it will be on air, we shall make the announcement. Right now. Uh, that's it. It's in progress. Well, dear listeners, let me to remind you, our phone number for your text messages, 347-927-8398. And if you, were, you would like to be with us on air, you can call us, 718-683-5858. Well, we spoke about what we can do. While... We explained the danger of an atmosphere that always emphasizes the importance of the achievement. And it's not like that. Now look at that creation. Look all the creatures around us, all the animals. The Gemara says, Shor ben yomo, egel ben yomo, karui gvar, it means when a little ox is born, actually in two days, maybe three days, he stands 
on his own. He knows where to find food. He knows which danger dangers you have to be far. He knows how to manage his life. All creatures in the world, in few where in few uh, days, know how to manage their life. Besides one creature, the king of all the creation, Adam, man. Look at the human human nature. Little baby, he is the most complicated creature in the world. How many efforts until he knows how to eat, until he knows to take the spoon into his mouth without makes all his clothes dirty? How many efforts until he knows how to walk? How many efforts until he learn A, B, C, D? How many efforts until he learned the dangers of the road outside? How many schools, elementary school, high school, college? How many things he has to learn until barely he stands on, on his own? So many. And we ask why. The first question... When we look at the creation, we have to ask ourselves is, why? Why the, the important create creature in the world? He's supposed to be the most, with the most skills of all. He's supposed to be immediately, since he born, you should know everything. Why is just the opposite? The small creatures, like flies, know how to manage their life better than the person, better better than us, and we ask why. That's the secret, dear listeners. This is the secret of the life, because Hashem doesn't ask for achievements. Hashem could create us just like the angels. Since we're born, we know everything, we can do everything. Now we can grant him a lot of achievements, very impressive achievements. But this is not the purpose of this creation. We miss the target of the creation. Because the purpose of Hashem was, I have a pleasure to see you, my little son, make one step ahead. Put your efforts with all, all your complicated personality, complicated mental powers, so many mental powers so many mental issues. Did you ever see a little cat or a little rabbit sit on a psychologic coach just for getting some tips for the life? Which garbage can is better to search for food in? 
Did you ever see that? Did you ever see a cow in depression? Did you ever see a camel with an anxiety? I don't think so. As much as we can understand, they have no any problem, any mental issues. No one of them. Why the human nature, the humankind, the human being? <laughs> I say all the words I know in English. I just hope I get a target. Why we have so many risks? We're so fragile. Because Hashem asked for one thing. I made you so complicated. I made a step so hard for you. Because I want you to know. And you have, you're supposed to be blind if you cannot see that. That I demand you just to be mitkadim. To make one step ahead. To move on. Just try to reach the target. And actually, the effort, it is the purpose. It is the target. The efforts are target itself. We have to know that. Hashem appreciates only who make an effort. So the perception of, or everything, nothing, falling down in the beginning. This is very, very negative perception. And we all raising our children through this perception and we don't even notice about it. Because we're not aware enough for so obvious mistakes that we actually doing in a purpose to educate them. Because of our will to see them success, to see them manage their life, to see them in the head, we always push them to get an achievement. It's so sad to see a father, to see mother, to see parents so wants their child to succeed and actually they push him down. Then when he getting adult and he is not on the headlines, he says, I worth nothing. And you can find a lot of Avrechim, a lot of good persons. They have a lot of good deeds, really. But they always feel so bad with their with their personality. There always a little voice inside says, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. It's worth nothing what I'm doing. Did you understand why? We have to think about it. Dear listeners, text messages 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. 
347-927-8398. Our phone number, if you want to be with us on air, 718-683-5858. You can listen to j Radio by the hotline, 712-432-4217. We're going to one more musical break, and we'll be right back to the second hour of Haroe et Hanolad. Stay with us.
ומאזינים לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. Job or respect a job 
or maybe to be a vrech. I don't know how is your whole main age and what is your way, but actually most of teenagers desire to be very respected, to be to gain a lot of money, or maybe to be businessmen. Tell him, do you want to be businessmen? Do you want? Do you know what is the first step to be businessmen? Do you really think there is one succeed businessman who doesn't wake up early in the morning? You have to be in the business 8 a.m. where you can put your tefillah. You have to dive in 6 a.m. You have to eat something because you need your passion in your work, in your job. Any kind of job you want to do, the basic rule is the ability to wake up early in morning. Because we raised our children in the way that they feeling they make a favor for us if they wake up early in the morning, if they wake on time. They actually feel good with themselves. They feel, I did a favor to my parents. I did a favor for the mashgiach and the yeshiva. What do you want to do with your life? Even if you would like to, you want a job to clean up the streets. You want to ride this big truck which cleaning up the, the garbage cans. Even if you want this humility job, you have to learn to wake up early in the morning. Where you want to go? Where you want to get? It seems to the teenagers that the fact that they have, they must wake up early in the morning is because they are religious, because the Jew of tefillah, because the chovah of the tefillah. It's not truth. In a matter in fact, it's not truth. Look all known Jews around you. They don't have to wake up early in the morning. You want to get married. You want your own child. How do you think your child will be in a class at 8 a.m.? He has to be in 7.30 on school bus. And his father is still asleep. Do you really think you can manage a family that way? Just try to demonstrate in front of your child that he doesn't make any favor to anyone. It's just for his own good. It's just for his own life. That's the way if you feel that your child is intelligent, intelligent enough to get your point. Now, um, the other way, this is a practice way, but 
I cannot um, I cannot recommending you to all of you listeners to choose this way because we have to test each case uh, you know I have to speak a specific case I cannot answer for all the listeners but there is other way special in the earlier age I'm talking about six, seven, ten years old you can still do that just force him physically to stand up on his feet at 7.30 or 7, I don't know the hour you used to, you want him to wake up. I mean, we have to demonstrate them there is no choice. You have to stand on your feet in 7 a.m. And the choice is not in your hands. It's in the parents' hands. Now, when he is internalizing that there is no any other way, first of all, it becomes easier for him to wake up in the morning because there is no choice. There is no any other way. Second gain is that he starts to enjoy it because if anyway I have to do that, let's try to join it, to enjoy from that. But the way to enjoy from waking up early in the morning is by parents praising him. Parents have to praise him. Not at this moment when he fights with you, he wants to, con- to, go- to continue his slipping, and you fight with him to make him stand on his feet. This is not a time to praise him. But when you see the bitter taste in his tongue is passed, is disappeared. When you say he raised above it, when he came back from his school, you can mention, you can say, you know how I enjoy to see you stand on your feet early in the morning. Finally, you did it. You made it. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Now, don't speak about him. This is very, very important detail. Never praise your child by speaking on his inside feelings. Don't tell him what a tzaddik you are. You wake early in the morning, or if you see your son, he gave up for one of the toys to his little brother. Don't tell him what a tzaddik you are. Oh, I see that you are very, very kindly. Who told you? I cannot hear his screams, so I gave him the toy. But I hate him more than I don't know who. Don't speak about their inside feelings. Because, first of all, you never know what he is going through. What actually his experience? That's first of all. And second, you can't, you can't never speak about his inside feelings. You have to speak about what it 
actually did to you. I was so excited to see you wake up early in the morning. I so appreciate your deeds. Speak about how you experienced the, his deeds. But never speak about his um, inside feelings. Because it's very, very nervous, children, when you speak about him something that is not truth. Well, dear listeners, um, one more question of you. A phone number for your text and it is 347 927 8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Uh, you can send us your text. One more question. Um, well, we have a neighbor girl, 11 years old, loves playing ball with our seven-year-old son. Their family have lower standards, such as Kashrut and Snoot. Should we allow him? Um, well, this is a very specific uh, question. I mean, we all know that bad society actually have a huge impact about every one of us. It's not just our children. I mean, the Rambam says that if someone's sitting in, living in a city that most of people have bad habits, bad deeds, you have to remove. You have to move from that. Because... No one of us can say that society does not impact on me. We know it's a lie. But on the other hand, Rambam says you have to skip from place to place, and if, even if you don't find any place in the world, the Rambam says, you have to run away to forests, or deserts. Do not be, do not sit in public. Now, Chachamim says in this generation that the yeshivot and the batemidrashot, this actually, the forests and the deserts that the Rambam that the Rambam spoke on. So we all know the importance of good society. But on the other hand, when you avoid your son to play with other friends, he feels so bad. So his desire to be his friend is getting higher and higher, stronger and stronger. And you're worth nothing. And you got nothing. So what we can do? That's what I said. This is very, very uh, specific question that I cannot answer um, through the radio. So I can invite you to call me. I will tell my phone numbers in the end of this radio show. 
ובעזרת השם, we can speak privately, and I hope I can help with it. Dear listeners, um, we're going to one more uh, musical break. We arrange your question. You can keep sending us your text message, 347-927-8398, or if you want to call us and be with us live, 718-683-5858. Small musical break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. נולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי
Well, um, as we promised, very short musical break. We range your questions, and we go on. I have an 11-year-old son that steals money to buy candy and snacks. And if he doesn't find his sticks from store, we have talked to him many about how serious it is. What we can do to stop him? Well, the issue of stealing something. Um, there is a few factors, few triggers that may be um, the trigger of this effect. And we have to learn some about it. We have to know that every lack that our son, I'm talking about a materialized, material um, lack, that our son feels it's very bad and very dangerous. Let's say there are some parents that as a system, they don't let their child to touch in money. But children actually reaching to a point that they understand what is his money. And they want money. They don't talking about hundreds of dollars, but they want one dollar. They want one dollar to buy a candy or something like this or a snack. And parents sometimes very scared from giving them money because they don't want them to develop desire for money. And I can understand it. But this rule, do not touch in money, is well until in getting to the point that your child start to feel deprived. When he feels that he's deprived, he starts to develop unnormal desire for that something. We can speak about money. And I'm talking about candies. There are some healthy mothers. They don't let their child to touch in a candy or something with sugar or unhealthy food. And they have an anxiety about this issue. And their child always under surveillance. They don't want him to put in mouth, in his mouth, something unhealth. And they sure they're actually worrying for his health or for themselves health because what will not happen from the junk food that you avoid from them actually may happen by heart attack from worry about what they eat and what they don't eat. It's not the way, with all the respect, but it's not the way. 
if you as a mother has a problem with your anxiety about their food, about their health, this is your own problem. Don't contagious that. You don't have to inherit that to your child. He is not guilty of your anxieties. Think about it. Children has to get something to eat, something tasty, very often. And if you going by the avoidance system, you will pay the price. Because when your child reaches to 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, he is developing so tremendous desire for that things that you actually try to avoid from him, or you try to force him to getting used to not eat it, it's unnormal. It's actually getting to real psychology problem. Just because you try to stop him. The smart thing is to give them, but to give them in the right way, not too much and not too, uh, you know. And that's it. And we have to understand it. If your child feels deprived, you are in real problem. And I'm talking about everything that he might be feel deprived. It may be by food. It can be by um, by money. Or maybe some sorts of clothes. It depends. It depends on the home system. But it's the same principle. So I guess, I cannot know sure because we didn't spoke, but I guess that your son, if he steals money and he always doing with the money one thing, he just buys some candies, some snacks, or he sticks from stores, snacks, and it always expressed by food or junk food, I guess this is your point. The issue of you, of your case is the avoidance from giving them junk food. I want to say very clear and loud, I support junk food. <laughs> Sorry for scaring you. I, I, I have nothing against the healthy food. No, I really, it's very important. This is a mitzvah to eat a healthy food. But as long as your child doesn't feel deprived, if he feels deprived, the problem that we're actually right now developing is much more bigger than the problem of 
healthy food. So I worked, my child will eat junk food, but in a limit, not too much. Instead, he will be very with healthy food, but with sick spirit. I think we're all worth it. Well, this is about um, your question. Uh, one more question. Let me to remind you our phone number for your text message, 347-927-8398. How can we get our children to help clean in a house? Even their plates are not cleaned up and clothing left on floor. Um, well, the simple idea is do not do that. I mean, if you see the toys uh, spread around floor and you always ask them and demand them, please collect your toys, collect your clothing, take your plates, and it's it's kind of arguments. You know, it's this is the constantly argument in the house. We have to remember, this is not the way. The way is, do not, do not collect their toys. Do not wash their plates. I mean. Let's say that you know that there is a one toy that your child is very, very hooked to. He likes it. He likes to um, to play with it. When you see it on the floor, take it and hide it. When you take it and hiding that, next time he will looking for it. And he asked where it is. Tell him, I collected it. Now I store it. No, mommy, I want it. No, I found it. You know, in my house, I'm telling to my children, you have five minutes. Five minutes passed, I'm taking all the toys for me. I also like play toys. What's the problem? Now, the first gain is, the most important gain is, till today, when they collected their toys from floor, they did it for you. Because of your threatening, or because of your prizes, or because of your screams. But now, they collect toys from floor for them. Because their will, not because of you. They will come to the next meal. Cook something they very, very like. Mommy, I want you to pour me some. Oh, but there's no plate. There's no plate for you. No, Mommy, I want to eat it. I can't give you. I didn't wash your plate. So... Now you you don't have one. 
and make sure he will lose this meal, then you see very quick they will get the, the principle and they will work out and everything will be just fine. Well, one more question. Now, I think we shall go to one musical break, short musical break, and then we shall continue with your text messages. So, dear listeners, our phone number for texting is um, 347-927-8398. My private uh, phone number, I will let you know in the end of this radio show. It's about 13 minutes. Small musical break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Bevakasha. Perhaps we have some issues with the music, so let's take one more of your text. Hello, I have a three and a half years old who is very sensitive to criticism. If I rebuke him for something or even raise my voice a bit, he gets very sad. Stops what what he was doing. And it's very hard to get him back into original states of mind. He gets dry and soldered very easily. What should I do? Thank you. Thank you, too, for your question. Well, sensitive children, we know that each one of us, you don't have to be a special or different one to be insulted. I mean, each one of us, when someone insults me, I feel very bad. And this is actually a feature that all the human nature shared. But here comes the difference. The difference between sensitive or very sensitive children to the normal children I just call it normal. It's not the real definition, but it's, it's just easier to me to express like that. Actually, the difference is what is my ability to come over, to overcome, to go on, to come back to the right state and go on with my life. Sensitive children, it's very difficult for them to back, to be back normal and just pretend that nothing's happened, and that's it. So we have to be careful. I mean, <laughs> this is the very simple uh, advice that I can give you, to learn in the Sifrei Musar, the rebuke um, um, books, the Musar books. We have to learn what is the importantness of a person's dignity. We have to be very careful about the dignity of our friends. We just finished the days of Sfirat Omer, the counting of the Omer, and we all know what was the issue with the students of Rabbi Akiva. 
שלא נהגו כבוד זה בזה. They didn't insult one each other, חס ושלום. They just, you know, it's not the most respectful between those friends. They were friends. So, if you know that your child is very sensitive, the simple advice, try to not insult him, even when for the other children, it's not called insulting. I just say a word. But you know he's sensitive. So a simple word for him, it's like a very hard word to his brother. So just be more careful. You have to put the effort now how to reverse his uh, state to a normal. Just put the effort how not getting into this situation. Well, we're going to a small musical break, and right after that, rest of your questions, and Bezad Hashem, my private phone numbers, stay with us until the end of this radio show. Bevakasha. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, we hear back, and um, one of your emails question about ten years old who is suffering from anxieties. It's actually uh, expressed when uh, when he when the darkness is getting down, and uh, you know it's getting to be sunset and how to dealing with it. So the the email was very elaborated, so I just want to mention that I saw that, and Bezat Hashem, I shall write you back uh, the answer. Now I'm going um, to one more uh, text messages of you. Hi, Rabbi. My eight-year-old son started blinking his eyes all day. Is there a reason? How can I make him stop? First of all, don't try to make him stop, to make him stop, because it will not work out. You will not figure it out. That's first of all, so don't even try. Now, you ask, what is the reason? I have to be prophet <laughs> to get the answer for you. How can I know what is uh, the reasons of it? We have to speak private. And then I should ask you a few questions so I can get uh, more background, so I can give you the answer. It's not responsibility for me to say even one word about it, because I cannot be prophet to know what is the reason. Sometimes it is because of pressure. Sometimes maybe something is bothering him in his eyes. Sometimes this is a side effect of uh, uh, pills of uh, of uh, concertin or um, Ritalin or something like this. I don't know. I have to speak private about this, and I hope um, I can help you with it. But we have to know that actually, if someone, if I already um, you know touch this point, I shall extend it. Uh, I don't know if this is your issue, if your child is taking medication or something like this, but in general, when someone taking medic medication, there are some side effects. There, there are some side effects that actually sometimes um, expressed by blinking eyes or some tics, we call it tics, um, and uh, uncontrolled movement, something like this, and uh, sometimes it's uh, it's going it's gone uh, in a few weeks, but sometimes it's getting worse and worse, and uh, there is uh, a need for taking a private treatment to know how to dealing with this, and I question all the entire needs of medication. I mean, I know there are some kids needs to take medication, but the large effect of this issue that each one of teachers that has some issues with some of the students send him to a doctor and doctor give very, very, you know, like offhand he writing the the letter for pharmacy to give them a medication. This is very very terrible issue that someone has to think about it 
and someone has to stop this effect because it's very, very, at least for me, it's very worry for me. Well, dear listeners, um, our radio show actually is reaching to its end, and this is the time um, to give you my um, private phone number. Uh, you can call me every night uh, between the hours of uh, 10 p.m. up to 12 midnight, and uh, I'm talking about... Uh, Israel local time. And now I have a new phone number, especially for you, the listeners in America, an American number, 917-8094-944. I repeat, 917 uh, as I said, you can call me every night, and you can call me uh, right after this radio show um, for 20 minutes. I can get uh, some phone calls. Dear listeners, if you would like to um, make, to arrange some Chuge uh, or some Shabbaton, or a um, series of lectures in your community, and you have people and you would like to do that, you can call me uh, directly for me. This is the same number, 917-8094-944. I really appreciate your attention and your listening. I would like to thank Aaron Jacob for uh, taking care about all the technical issues of this radio show. Thank you for uh, Nisim, the manager of this radio station. Thank you very much and keep listening to J Ridge Radio. Bye bye.